Hey, peeps. Welcome to Should I Just Quit My Job? I'm Maricela Herrera, and I'm honestly, I'm just a little confused with my life. Still a bit in a somewhat of an identity crisis, um, but I think it's natural. It's been interesting as I talk to people, and there's been a couple of times where I've had to introduce myself, and I'm like, I'm Maricela, and I... What am I? I'm a podcaster. I'm a writer. I'm a public speaker. I'm the former CEO of Elevate. I'm, I don't know, I'm human. I'm a confused human who's going through the messy middle, trying to figure out and make sense of the chaos. Um, but aren't we all? So thanks for joining me in this journey. Today you're in for a treat. The conversation I'm going to share with you today is one that made me extremely happy. Today, you're going to hear from one of my closest and dearest friends. Uh, her name is Ana Maria Medina Ortega. That's her full name, <laughs> better known as Ana Maria Medina. She's one of the strongest people I've known and one of the people who has marked my life and helped me tremendously and inspired me to do things I never thought I could do, for example, run a marathon, or for example, take a few months off. She has a wonderful story, and the reason I wanted her to be in one of the first episodes of this podcast is because she's one of the people who I've seen go through a real transformation. And I just don't mean career change. I mean truly, fully, deeply transform herself and her life. The way she sees things, the way she acts, the way she relates to people, the way she relates to her own career, her own life. And it's it's amazing to see. It's incredibly inspiring. And I think it's also something we can all learn from. Because, you know, if someone like my friend Anna can learn to go with the flow, I think we all can. <laughs> Anna, I love you. Sorry for saying that. But you know it's true. I hope you have some fun. You're going to get to know me a little bit better since I'm talking to one of my closest friends. And you're going to get to hear a great story. And like always, I hope you get a laugh, some insights, some inspiration, or, you know, just pass the time. <laughs> Thanks for being here. And um... oh, my God, I still can't believe you broke two ribs and it's it's been a two a couple of weeks by now um so how how are you doing with the recovery it, it's it's ups and downs today i'm doing great uh yesterday was not that good it's been three weeks almost four weeks already it's been ups and downs is everything but today i'm doing great i'm talking to you so it's just great well, thank you for being here. Anna and I go back a long time. We met uh, back in business school where we were both doing our MBA at Columbia. So that was, what, 13 yep. years ago? It was a, it's yep. a while ago. Do um, math. That's, that's how old we are. We became friends, have stayed friends. And you, you're someone I've always admired. You are determined and driven and I am very excited for people to hear your story because I, I know you went through some changes and 
definitely big switches in your careers. So why don't we start with you telling our audience a little bit about you, introducing yourself, and then we we can work our way from there. Right. Sure, of course. So let's start by saying um, I used to be, and I still struggle against it, one of those people who needs to have everything under control, absolute control. Uh, just I, I, I never knew how to flow, so I would be like, okay, let me know at what time we're flowing. I'll just write it down on my agenda. I'll look me at that time. I'll flow at that time. <laughs> uh, I used to be an investment banker for, what, over 13 years. Um, and that's how intense I've been. I have a bit of that overwhelmingly uh, loud kind of personalities as well. Who always had wants to have everything under control. I always knew what I was going to study in you know, my undergrad. Since I started working, I always knew that I was going to do my MBA. I started saving for it right away. I knew when I did my MBA, I wanted to work at JP Morgan, covering Latin America from New York. Everything was very structured all the time. Uh, and then I hit a point where it just wasn't. It was a point where I, I basically felt that the rug was pulled underneath my feet. I shit, I quit my job. I was super scared to do that. I had, I do have to say I had a lot of help, not just from my friends, but I did have a coach and a psychologist that I spoke about this with and uh, tried to get a bit of, of light of what was going on. Definitely quitting my job was never an option for me. It was associated to so many words that were related to failure or you know, very negative thoughts. Just thinking about that whole idea gave me so much anxiety. And I, I honestly never thought I was I was gonna do it. Then but then again I did. And I honestly can tell you I think I grew more that year and actually taking that step towards my personal life than I did all the prior professional years that I have. Since then I've I've got another job and I have another new job now. Uh, but it was, I mean, we can talk about both transitions if you want in detail. They, they're, they've been so different and, uh, people who I met in the second transition were like, you're so calm. Like, it's like, are you okay? Don't you fear like the job situation currently what's going to happen? I'm like, nope, nope. I'm into this. I know I'm gonna, it's gonna turn out better than it was before. So yeah, that's it. So here I am. <laughs> People telling you you were calm. <laughs> Clearly, they didn't know you um, from before, my friend. Uh, calm was not a word I would have used to describe you years ago. Um, but yeah. it's you really did go through a massive transformation in between your role at J.P. Morgan and your next role. But the idea of you learning to flow was something I I, I didn't expect. And, <laughs> and it was a big mind shift. Yeah. Nobody would have, in my opinion, I mean, I wouldn't have, and I don't think a lot of our friends would have thought that you were going to step out of banking. Uh, look, I think it was a breaking point. Uh, sometimes since, since you expect to have everything under control, you don't expect to reach the point where you're just going through motions in life, at least in my professional life, without really feeling that I was getting 
the excitement, the motivation, the learning that I, that I needed from it. And it did start to take a toll on my health, uh, both my physical and my mental health. And, um, that's when I decided I need to pull the plug. Like that was my breaking point. And, uh, the funny thing is that we're always so scared about having these discussions of, uh, was it hurting my mental health mm-hmm. or not? Uh, you tend to see people who, like, who are very loud, like myself, <laughs> and it's like, they're so strong, like they never go through things like that. They are super secure. And then reality is in the inside. We all have our insecurities and there are things that affect us to a greater or lesser extent. And for me, that was one. And uh, when I realized that that was what was happening to me, because at the beginning, I look, I started having anxiety attacks. And, and let me know if it's getting too personal, this is getting Never, too never. But I, I didn't know what was happening to me. And I actually, I did cry for help. And I went to all the colleagues. She says, look, this is an anxiety attack. I was like, of course not. This only, that only happens to weak people. What are you talking about? And uh, she's like, yep, well, I think we're going to need more sessions than we thought initially with you. <laughs> and uh, yeah, there was... It was that it was, it was realizing that someone was not right for me and that continuing through that path that I thought at some point was the right one was just gonna, just gonna be detrimental for me in every sense. So I think that was, that was the big trigger for me. And, uh, fortunately as well, even though it was a taboo to talk about these things, um, I managed to ask for help. I think asking for help is, is important because it, it did help me and deconstruct and reconstruct some concepts and ideas, uh, that actually now that I think back and I, and I, and I see back to what I was thinking at the time, I was like, oh, wow, I was, I was in a deep, dark place and, uh, I think there's, there's always work to keep to be doing because if you've lived, I don't know, 90% of your life with a certain concept and you're deconstructing, you're reconstructing. It takes time. So I cannot tell you I'm fully super zen and uh, and everything flows and I'm great and I vibrate a bit. There's still things you carry with you, but now I've identified them so I know I can work on Thank you for sharing that about mental health. I think it's important to be open about the the aspect and the toll that work can bring on our mental health. I uh, talk about anxiety and depression all the time because I think it's important. So thank you for sharing that. So you were feeling all of these things, right? But I'm sure the decision to leave wasn't one that came quickly. I know you moved to Mexico while you were still with JP Morgan, and I, I'm not sure if the decision to leave came later or if that was the first step in kind of this trajectory of changing your path but how long did you have to wrestle with yourself with the idea of quitting i think less the to a lesser extent moving to mexico it was more yeah maybe once i realized i knew i should quit or move on or do something different or take a time for myself. I did struggle with the idea for, I want to say at least, at least, I don't know, six to eight months. 
where I was struggling, where I was really fighting against myself and my instinct of doing something different or quitting. I was just like, you know what? No, I can't do this. I'm strong enough. You know, everything is always related to, to strength. At least, at least for me, every person is different. But for me, it's like, I'm strong enough. I can take anything that comes my way. I'll pull through. I'll once again, you know, enjoy my job, enjoy doing this. And, uh, until I realized it didn't, but it's true. It's, it's not something that comes. Yeah. I mean, you say there's a breaking point and there's a day where you just make a decision, but it's, yeah, it takes time and it's a, it's a real struggle because it permeates all of your life. And I guess the other thing that I realized that sometimes people don't, or I guess I was late to realize is that your job is not, does not define you. Oof. So quitting a job or not being part of a certain company means nothing. But for me, it was, you know what, I'm part of, I'm, I'm an investment banker. I mean, the our friend loves to um, joke about that of how I used to say it. Uh, part of JP Morgan, which I truly believe it's an amazing company. Uh, but like, I, I don't know why I felt that defined me in a certain way. And reality is it doesn't, at least. Not in front of uh, people who know you and appreciate you. Um, it's it's just a part of your life. Yeah, but it's hard to just think about it as a part of your life when it's so much. I mean, I'm struggling with that too as I am going through my transition. Did you go through grief? Did you grieve? Yep, every single stage. And there are good days and there are bad days. And uh, it's part of life, I believe grief especially I mean it was uh, at least with my prior employer it was uh, I spent almost eight years there it's a relationship I mean it's my longest relationship <laughs> yeah I, yeah, I keep so. saying I'm going through a divorce <laughs> so it's a breakup basically and like uh, with breakup or yeah or loss you go through grief um, and for me, it was it was interesting because, I mean, I've said this, I'm, I'm very, like, out there and doing things all the time. I want to use as many of the hours a day I have. I want to do, be doing things all the time. I want to see people. I want to, uh, like, exercise. But I want to do a thousand things. And that was me at the time. Like, my mind, my body, it was constant fight or flight. Like, I did not know what it meant to just stop, relax pause, take time for yourself. Uh, so I, I quit and I started traveling everywhere. I even packed my house at the time. It's like, I'm going to pay for rent. I'm going to like wander, not control whatever my schedule or something. But I was doing a thousand things and I had my trips planned, everything. And it coincided. I was flying in on March 16th to Southeast Asia. This was 2020. So COVID mm. airports were closing. Everything was going on. And I was like, I, I was insisting. It's just a little full. What? I'm <laughs> going to pack my bag. And then everything started shutting down. I'm, I'm Colombian. I was in Mexico at the time. And uh, they shut down Colombia. They, they said they were going to shut down. I thought, let's just, just come home. Like, you don't have an apartment. You just come home. Come to your mom's house. Uh, so I did. Just out of fear that anything could happen to my family. Luckily, it didn't. Um, but I went home. And uh, as, as for everyone, COVID was, was a shock, of course. 
no one, no one's or plans went went through as they had planned them, and especially for me, because I had planned to travel the world, and uh, I, I say I took a collateral beauty out of it, which was I got to travel to my inner world. I think I got to know myself a lot better. I think it brought me it po- like a pause. I really needed that. Like my body needed it. My mind needed it. And uh, I started doing different things. So, of course, I was waking up early, exercising. But I started using my time a different way. I did a bunch of stuff. Everything online, of course. I took Portuguese lessons. I started something that I, I think was the best journey that I could get out of this, which was I got into understanding and practicing meditation and mindfulness and really focusing on my mental health. And I think that's what I get the most out of my sabbatical and my decision, because I think it's, it's really changed, changed my, my everything, my view of life, my day to day, my interactions, your core, I think never changes, but I do think I, it's, it's helped me grow a lot. Did you always know you were going to take time off after you quit? Or did you quit and think, like, I'm going to immediately go and look for a job uh, and do some interviews? It was a weird time, obviously, because COVID hit right away. But you didn't know COVID was going to hit. No one knew COVID was going to hit. So you had plans for something. Were you thinking, I'm going to come back, I'm going to go back to banking, or I'm going to look for a different type of job, or I'm going to just... You know, were you already set on the idea of, I need time. I need to go and take a full year, which is, I think, what your plan was, a full year of, of work. Yes. And so I think by the time I quit, I did. I, 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 it was sort of like the last minute decision. I did recruit for some other things. Uh, it was crazy, but I actually got a job offer. And, and I had to plan a trip to Africa for two weeks. And uh, and I had already said, okay, maybe I just take a long vacation. But I need a job to come back to after these vacations. Uh, so I said, okay, I, I'm, I'll take the job, but I need at least two months off. And they said, no, we need you here on Monday. And I was like, okay, no. Then I'm quitting my current job. I'm just taking a year off so that's where you decided to be like oh i'm taking a sabbatical funny thing is before i had never really heard about people taking sabbaticals it was like why would you do that like why would you lose time in your career which you could use advancing your career to take some time off it was like no i don't get it that's for losers (laughs) and then once you start you know it's confirmation bias you start thinking about something and you start meeting people who have actually done it. And I started talking to them. And it was funny because I think I met in a month's time, I met like five different people who had taken a sabbatical. And I had never before met someone our age who had taken a sabbatical. I was like, whoa. I mean, this is a sign. And I like really, like I, I got to like appointment with this people. I'm like, I want to hear about your experience. 
Like, can we please talk? Like, I was actually harassing them. Like, can you please understand what went through your mind? So, oh, so it's funny how you start devising new paths and, and just people magically appear for their to also guide you or at least kind of light, no? Yep. Into it. Yeah. The universe puts it in your way. What did the people you met tell you about about their sabbaticals? Absolutely no one ever regretted it. Absolutely everyone recommended it. I know I do have to say I had met like one of my prior mentors, Jim Murray, he did leave, took a sabbatical and was supposed to come back and never did to banking. So that was my other, you know, I was afraid of life after banking. Like what other job can be as interesting and as important and not blah, 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 blah. vomit all of these words. Um, and it's, it's, it's a huge discovery. Like, because everyone who I spoke to who had left banking never wanted to go back. But I never believed them. Never. Until I actually did it. And now if anyone asks me, I'm like, leave that shit. You were a true banker. I mean, hardcore. Yeah. All the way, all the way through and through. Good and bad. And, yep. um, and it was, it, and, and you know, I guess you never know until you're on the other side. Yep. So you decided to take your sabbatical and then COVID hit. So what should you do? I actually went back to my mom's house, to my same house, to my same room, to my same bed, to her same rules. I should have to talk to her and tell her like, mom, if I don't want to wake up at 7 a.m. and have breakfast, it's okay. I'll have breakfast whenever I want it. Like, stop with the rule. I'm almost 40 now. Uh, yeah, so... <sighs> It's funny because when I told my dad I was taking a sabbatical, he's like, this is fantastic. You're going to spend a year in Cali with us at home. I was like, hell no. That's the last thing I would do with my sabbatical and my time, papa, por favor. <laughs> Forget it. And then you need to try to make your words always very nice and tender in case you need to swallow them entirely like me. No water. So, yeah, I ended up back in Cali, I, same place I had left over 20 years before. Uh, so it was a lesson of humility, is that how you say it? The other amazing thing I got out of it is after 20 years after life, I leave my, my home. I had never spent more than a month there since 20 years ago, even less than that for the past, I don't know, 15 years. Um, it was to, I got to enjoy my parents again, and that's something I appreciate and I am grateful for every single day. I, I, you take it for granted. We take it. I, I used to take it for granted and it was just another time to, to relate to them, to meet them as a different person now. So yeah. Great. Wow. Yeah. I just went home for three weeks after I quit my job and I gotta say it was, it was eye-opening. It's very different yeah. to be back home Ooh. as a grown-up. And I hadn't spent three weeks there since I was in college. And it was amazing. And yeah, you, 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 you know, you miss your space. You want to go home too. But it was, it was helpful. It was exactly what I needed. Yeah, you miss your space. I, I couldn't miss my space. I was, I was there for seven months. You were in a very different situation because you were stuck there. It was COVID. You couldn't go anywhere. You couldn't do anything so how did you make that 
switch in your mind from like, I had these plans to travel and now I'm stuck here. Now I have to adapt. Now I have to adapt to this and I have to make the most of my time. So what did you do? Yeah, no, look, for me, it was a very, I, I, it was a very different approach at the time. Um, I felt so lucky to have a home and a roof and a family to go back to with everything that was going on uh, everywhere in the world. I just, you know, I just took it with gratitude because I, I am very lucky. So that part was not a hit for me, just, just because everything that was going on around, it was, I, I, I have to appreciate what I have. So in that sense. And I guess it also helped that I was, I had started meditating a couple of months before. And I'm like, if you can start meditating, however much you feel, it's not for you. Cause I used to think it was not for me. How are you going to put your mind blank for such uh, amount of time? I can't even do it for three seconds. First of all, it's not about putting your, your mind in blank. So a lot of work to do there. If you think that great. And even if it's for just five minutes, it just, I feel it just changed the way I approach things. And maybe that's also why I was able to be grateful about what the opportunity that I had at the time while the world was literally, as you mentioned it, falling apart. You learning to meditate was one of the biggest surprises for me. <laughs> why, what made you start? My, my professional coach, he just suggested it. He had this whole routine of just wake up. Sit down, close your eyes for five seconds, just for five minutes, uh, focus on your breath. It, it started with just 30 seconds, 10 seconds. Like Yeah, five minutes is, with is long. Very short periods of time. And then just look at yourself in the mirror and just say, I accept you and I love you. I love that. And it's, it's powerful. We don't say that to ourselves enough. I know I don't say that to myself enough. It and goes as far as you hide in yourself, but I don't want to. <laughs> yeah, it's powerful. Um, I can see how that would be both scary, you know, to be to be open to that, but to to tell yourself yes and looking at yourself in the mirror, and uh, it but it can be very powerful. Yeah. It's not easy at the beginning. You feel like God is so scary, and then you start really feeling it. It's beautiful. You're one of the people that have had a massive impact in my life. And through COVID, I would say, uh, I've talked about this. I, 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 like I said before, I think we have to talk about mental health. When we were going through COVID, I was in a horribly dark spot. I was incredibly depressed. I've talked about my depression and my anxiety. It's, it was bad. It was really, really, really bad. And I don't think I will ever thank you enough or be able to thank you enough. And oh God, I'm going to cry. But I don't think I'll ever thank you enough because what you did during COVID, um, you created this group of people, uh, friends of yours from different places. And you created a workout challenge, which, uh, you know, might sound silly, but it was, it was a lifeline. It was a massive lifeline. We had to, we had, you know, all committed to do a certain amount of exercise every day or every X times a week and we would report it and, and put pictures and share with each other what we were going through, even though we were all in different places. 
I didn't know these people, but oh my God, did that help me. That helped me get out of bed. It helped me get out and do stuff. It helped me, pushed me. Uh, why did you start that? How did you even get the idea to do that? And, and again, um, thank you. It made a huge difference in my life. And I'd, I'd like you to share a little bit about this experiment because I think it might help others. I've never, like, I like, you know, I love spending time with my friends. I, I recharge that way. I recharge, recharge by being with people and interacting with people who I love and love me. And, uh, I felt a need to connect and I felt that I was in a safe zone and I, I, I didn't have a job, but I didn't plan to have a job for an entire year. So I don't know. I just felt I had, I could give people something and the way I always do it is I do it because I like and I love and since I do believe exercising is not only good for your body but good for your soul and your mind there's no other better way to think about it yeah it was incredible I think it was you're right it was helpful for your body and soul and mind uh it was it was a massive benefit so you're going through COVID, you're there, you're meditating, you're working out, you're taking Portuguese, you're doing all the things. How did you think about what you wanted to do next? Uh, look, first of all, I decided it was going to take a year off. And it was, and I, I said, you know, it's going to be at least six months that I'm not going to think about what I'm going to do next. Literally, I'm not going to think of what my career path is going to be, where am I going to live, and nothing. I just decided to focus on today. That's it. And uh, funnily enough, that was the time frame I set up for myself. And after six months, my start, my, my head started going like, okay, what are we going to do next? Like, but it's, I, I like working. Like, I'm very passionate about it. I like waking up in the morning. I like figuring things out. I like solving issues. I like interacting with people. So for me, it's a way of keeping myself active, uh, discussing whatever is going on in the economy, discussing whatever is going on in such and such company. From that drives me. And my head started saying, you know what? Yes, you certified as a yoga instructor. You did your orientation. You did a lot of things that are amazing. Keep doing that. Yes. But now I'm ready to get active again. So what gets you out of bed and I really motivates you. So that's when I started reaching out to people. And I said, you know what? Banking is always going to be there. Uh, it's my experience. It's, uh, that's my expertise, my area of expertise. I know how to do it. I'll get a job. I'm not saying I'm going to get a job like this, but I'll probably be able to find a job. What if I try something new? It's been a year. It's been six months or whatever of changes. So, you know, getting really, really out of my comfort zone. Why don't we see what's out there? And I just start, you know, literally with my contacts. Okay. What does this person, what is this person doing? What, like, literally, what are they doing? And I just started reaching out. And uh, I reached out to this uh, guy, Daniel uh, Rival. This is the guy from my hometown. He's a, a fantastic entrepreneur. He's an angel investor. He's amazing. And I just reached out to him. We've been in touch for since forever. And so he, he got me into this whole startup world and, and showed me all things. I'm like, you know what? 
maybe it's interesting. Why not? And I just started talking, talking to people. I think that's the best thing you can do is just reach out to and talk to as many people as you can. And you'd be surprised how many people are really willing to offer you candid feedback. And not just that, how many people are really willing to help you achieve whatever you need to achieve. Uh, everything I've done in my life has been through, you know, referrals of referrals of a friend of a friend. And uh, that's something I value a lot. So that's how I started figuring out or at least saying, okay, this is what I might do next. If it works out, great. And if it doesn't, I've been there and it's okay. It's not the end of the world. Once the, the world started opening a little bit, I I moved for a couple of months to Miami. That's was always my dream to live by the ocean. And I recruited from there while I trained for for a half hour. Of course. You and your running and your craziness. Yeah. You were training for a half Ironman. You were nuts. People don't know this, but you were the one that got me into running, which I will always thank you for. You inspired me. Uh, I think of our friends, they would have never thought you and I would be the ones that end up doing these kinds of things. <laughs> me me running a marathon last year, you running uh, Ironman. So you started thinking about the startup world and started looking into that. How did you get that job? My mind started going towards something, but it doesn't mean that I started working right away. Mm. It takes time. And finding a job is intense and recruiting for a job because I didn't want to start something on my own. I, it, I, I didn't feel like such at a time. I wanted to get experience in a different way. I didn't get a job right away, of course. To say it, it did take like three months of intense recruiting. And in my mind, I was thinking, you know what? It's If it takes me six months or a year, and I'm going to get something that's right for me, for my next step. Uh, but recruiting is intense. It's about highs and lows. It gets to your self-esteem. Like it's a punch, or at least for me, to to your, my self-esteem. Because you get a lot of no's. Uh, you get a lot of right now's. Uh, too much experience, too the experience, uh, too tall, too short, <laughs> too brunette, I don't know. Too many things and a lot of no's and very few yes. So it's, I think that's also when my whole meditation practice uh, came in very handy. I remember I was in a recruiting process of a company that I, I liked its prospect. I didn't love the industry. And again, I'm in agnostic, so I, I, but I really did, thought the high of the, of the founders and, and I thought the industry not sexy at all, but I thought it was going to go places. I really was hoping to get that job. And then I saw on LinkedIn, right before I went to bed, a post by the founder saying, we welcome such as such as our new CFO. And I was like, what? What? And, it, and he had sort of ghosted me, but he kept saying, yes, we really like you. You're doing great in the process, blah, 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 blah. And then he ghosted me for two weeks, and then I saw that post. Ugh. Oh, my God. I went to bed, and I thought, like, it was like a bad breakup. Honestly, una tusa horrible. I remember going to bed. I was thinking, okay, I'm just going to go to bed. I'll wake up tomorrow, and I'll start again. 
I woke up at like 1 or 2 a.m. with my heart, you know, about to leave my chest. Like I, And then I thought, well, it's like 1 a.m. It's a job. I just didn't get it, and it's fine. But I started, I had to breathe, I had to calm myself down. Like, I could feel that it, like, it really affected me. So, yes, it's it's true, and people don't like to, take out, to talk about it. They just say, you know, I recruited, like, an awesome job, and that's it. Forget it. It's full of ups and downs, and it takes a lot of time, effort, reaching out to people, and getting doors shut flat on your face. Thank you so much for sharing that story and, and sharing that because I think you're right. We don't say, we don't see that messy middle. I'm I'm totally dreading the prospect of recruiting. You know, it it's it's scary. I'm not scared for you, but <laughs> you had an idea, right? You wanted to be in the startup world. Did you have a very clear, specific idea of what type of company, where it was? No, not really. I think I, no, I think I said, okay, startups. But when people ask me, oh, do you want to do seed, pre-seed, series A, B, C, D, I was like, yeah, all of, all of the alphabet, all of the above. Nobody need to target. I'm like, no, but I don't know what I want to. Like, I don't know. And that's how I want to approach my life from now on. There was a post, I think, by Adam Grant recently that talks about when you've matured. It's not, am I a right fit for the job, but more, is the job a right fit for me? Oh, I like that. And that's how I decided to approach it. And this time again, when I started talking to people for my round two of life shift, it's like, what are you looking for? I'm like, I don't know. Sometimes people do ask you because they're trying to help you, and that helps if you narrow down what you want certainly helps but the other side was like I have no clue what I want why do I need to narrow my options if I don't know what I want I don't know what's gonna make me happy I don't know what's gonna make me you know get out of bed is it a large company is it a small company is it retail is it software is it I know it's finance that I that that much I know I know it's not marketing but oh yeah I, I don't think you have to know yeah, I, people ask me what I want, and I, I don't know. I really don't. I know what I don't want. I know certain things that I don't want. I know that I want to be in a small company. I think maybe I want to work for myself. Maybe not. Uh, I know I need a mission and, and something to drive me, but mm -hmm. I think your approach of being open, which I would have never thought about you, is a great one, and that's what I'm trying to do, which is why I'm having these conversations. How was this next round of shift? Was it similar? Was it different? Now that you're looking at it again, it's it, it was very it was different in 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 a lot of ways. Um, one again out of my control was my my immigration status in the U.S. So I managed to land a job that allowed me to work from Miami remote. So dream place. Like you could train all year round outside. So during the summer, you need to train at 4 or 5 a.m. You know that when you visited me and you decided to go run. And even then, it's horrible. I went out running and I almost died. Yeah, I thought you had to go earlier. <laughs> it was horrible. Um, but yeah, I had an issue with my with my immigration status, with my visa, green cards, etc. I had to leave. 
And uh, you know what? This time around, I said, let's, let's just start again. It's a new opportunity to start blank and find something else, something different. Why not? Uh, I knew I, I wanted to, I, I love being like an expat. I, I love when I lived in Mexico, I loved living in the U.S. And so I knew I just didn't want to go back to Colombia yet. So at least that part I knew, that's the finance part. And then I wanted to keep working in the startup world still. Uh, I still haven't had enough of it yet. Um, but so <laughs> it was funny because I, things sick things take a toll and um for a different reason but i had just arrived to miami less, like a year and a half before i had opened another apartment i had started my life i really wanted some grounding i really needed it after all those two years from pandemic job searching living out of a bag like one nearly one bag like check into the airplane for almost a year i i really needed that i really wanted to to have a home again and I've lived on my own since I was 18 so and I've had my home I really 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 needed that so having to leave again and just basically pack up your stuff close an apartment and leave without knowing where you're going it was a bit it was it was like it took a toll for me it took a toll uh but again I think once you've gone through it before and you know the you, you know you're gonna be all right after it I was like, you know what? It's okay. And I started taking I started taking my time. I decided I I would recruit after I left Miami. I wanted to enjoy my my last months there. Uh I also decided I wanted to go what something that I wanted to do in my sabbaticals. I wanted to go live for a month in my aid. So I said, you know what? This is what I'm gonna do as well. Uh and I remember a friend, he's a he's a really dear friend, and I know he meant well, but he said, so when do you plan to start looking for a job? <laughs> I was like, oh, well, at some point I will. Uh, when? And I said, you know what? I don't know. I might even take six months off. He's like, yeah, but you just took a year off two years ago. I'm like, yeah, what? Are you paying for it? <laughs> uh, yeah, so it, it's funny because you want to talk things out people but sometimes you need to shield yourself from from some comments that they're not trying to hurt you sometimes they're coming from their own insecurities or yeah. from the things they really want to do but they're just projecting them on you but in those times of vulnerability to find how to shield yourself and and take things take the good things of the comments that people make yeah people mean people mean well and i believe that but yeah, you kind of have to make your own decisions and make your own path. I, and, and honestly with the sabbaticals, I know I've, I've talked to you about it. And when I left my job, you were the, one of the people who really pushed me to take time off. You were like, take some few months off. And I think it's the best thing I've done. Would you have done anything differently when you left JP Morgan and in your sabbatical? Uh, no. Honestly, not. Maybe not have it coincide with COVID. No, I'm kidding. Uh, blessing, blessing in this guy. Uh, no. I think everything has turned out 
quite well for me right now. Another thing that I've learned, and I think 2023 came about to teach me, is how to flow. And uh, and I did. Uh, when I, I started start reaching out to people before my prior job, and I spoke with a friend of ours, Amber, and she sent my CV to a friend of hers here in Mexico. She knew I wanted to come back to Mexico. He sent the CV to someone else who happens to be an investor of a company who is looking for CFO or a CFO of finance. And uh, they interviewed me, they gave me the job. I told him I, how, they asked how soon I could start. And I said, well, I have a, a one month trip planned to, to Madrid. And I said, okay, once you come back, you start. And it's just flowing, just, just flow. And things will, I mean, you have to work for them. Yeah. But just, uh, I learned how to, or I'm still learning how to let go and just go with the flow. Learning how to flow. I like it. Harder than yeah. one thinks. Letting go and flowing. Thank you so much, Anna. This was so great. And thank you for sharing your story. Thank you for being such a great friend. Anything else you would like to tell our, our listeners? I mean, if, if anyone can take anything out of it, it's everything passes and you pull through. And oh, like one more thing that I think is amazing is have your, or I feel I've always had people around me who support me and love me. And I've been able to talk to them, you included. And having that support system is, is key. Yeah. You can't do things on your own. That's a great way to end this. I think it's a very important thing to know. And I feel the same way about you. You've been an incredible sounding board through um, both, everything, everything in my career, in my life. And, and I can't thank you enough. Thanks for sharing your story. Shit, I just quit my job. I hope you found this conversation useful and inspiring and maybe got a laugh or some ideas out of it. If you like the show, please rate, review, and subscribe. It means the world to me. Please share with your friends. 